All right. So today on the podcast, we have Coach Brad Likens from Lincoln County High School uh, here in West Virginia. And, uh, it's a great conversation. I know you'll love uh, what he has to say. Uh, have a lot of back and forth. It's a man. This is this is a is a wonderful conversation for football coach. It ranges all spectrums from being a coach, offense, defense, special teams, and I know you you will really really enjoy it. Coach Likens on the podcast today. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Coach. Coach, if you wouldn't mind, just uh, give the listener a little background about yourself, and then we will uh, we'll go from there. I'm uh, Coach Brad Likens. Uh, I'm 28 years old. Uh, I've got uh, one year head coaching experience now. Um, but I've been coaching, uh, started since I was uh, 18. Um, I went to school here at Lincoln County High School, and and uh, I immediately um, decided that I wasn't going to play um, college football. Um, and uh, my head coach here was uh, Corey Beck, and uh, she's at Collin Teal in Georgia now. He just played for state championship. He – he was the head coach of Lincoln County. I know Coach Beck. Holy cow, yeah, that's a small yeah. world. Okay. Yeah, he was my head coach here. And uh, and when he figured out, I told him I wasn't going to play. And uh, he said, why don't you come back and, and, and help us out here? And uh, I said, okay. So I got my coach's card. And first year, I just kind of uh, filmed and uh, came helped out on Fridays up top. And then uh, when I was 19, I started uh, – I coached freshman and JV, and and then uh, Coach Beck left, and he went to Huntington High with uh, Coach Seals down there, and uh, I went with him and uh, coached with Coach Seals for um, about a year and a half. Then I got uh, ended up got out of college, and uh, and I got a uh, teaching job here in Lincoln County, and uh, had to come back and. Uh, Spent a year coaching midget league football here because I I just I had nowhere to go and uh, I wasn't going right. to sit out um, coaching sure. football. And then uh, was offensive coordinator at uh, a couple middle schools here. And uh, then I I came back here um, and uh, coached linebackers, coached O line, coached D line, special teams, and then. Uh, Coach Aggins uh, stepped down, and, and uh, I took over here, uh, got my start last year, and now here we are. That's awesome, man. I uh, We connected via text. You were texting me talking about coming down to your 707, mm-hmm. and, um, man, that's great. Talk, I mean, talk a little bit about that. It's like you become a, like a first-year head coach, right? Um, right? You know, and then, like, how you're trying to build the program. You were trying to do 707s. This is before COVID hit, and we all just got – shut down yeah. um so yeah talk a little, little about like what was it like becoming a head coach at, at a young age and like how you're trying to, to build lincoln county even with with covid <laughs> with covid happening well i mean well when i took over i knew that there was there was things that i wanted to do like like host a seven on seven here for our kids and and take them different places um to do those things and then like you said covid hit and it kind of uh, put a stop to that. And, uh, uh, a lot of coaches that I talked to, uh, like I talked to coach Seals a lot. I talked to coach Harmon at Wayne a lot. Um, guys that have done it for 
a long time to just try to get, um, like you say on the podcast here, sometimes little nuggets from them. And uh, mm. they they told me, uh, both of them have apologized to me multiple times about this being my first year with COVID going on. And they said, Coach, you know, if you can make it through this year, you can make it through anything, man. And uh, <clears throat> But, I mean, so we, we tried to do some different things to, to kind of change the culture here, not to say that, that the coaches before me did a, a bad job with the culture here or anything like that. Um, it just, you know, it's time to, to, to change it and do some things differently. And uh, I feel like we were kind of successful at um, kind of uh, changing things here to where um, you go to work every day. And uh, kids, kids know that, that they can lose their job any given day. And uh, I think that kind of helps kids to work harder and uh, just always try to make themselves better, you know. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think competition, like you were just talking about, like competition is the thing that great competition. Because uh, people ask, you know, people ask coaches, like, what's the greatest motivator? I always say the bench. You know, like exactly. if they think they can go to the bench, you know, like they may play a little better, a little harder, listen to what you're trying to tell them. Um, so, coach, talk a little bit about, like, you're talking about installing like your culture, not saying that previous coaches was bad. It's just, you got to install right. what's yeah. yours. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, I mean, you talked about like playing hard toughness, like what's some other things that you, that you use to, to build that. Um, which it, it all starts with us. Um, we have, a, we have a, a, a personal trainer around here. Um, uh, coach Garrison has his father owns a, a gym here in, uh, in the County. And uh, kids start with him, um, and he 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 does a wonderful job with them. And that kind of started to change things um, with the way that our kids think and and the way that they they carry themselves and and their work ethics uh, even before I took over. And then uh, I took over, and, and those things just kind of bled through. He's on staff here as a defensive coordinator, and uh, and. Mainly, I mean, we have I have a great group of guys that work with me, a great group of assistant coaches. And, and you know, if, if uh, I say we're going to teach these kids to run through a wall today, then that's what they'll teach. Them. You know, I mean, they'll, they're they great. And the kids, they just feed off of the enthusiasm that our coaches have here. And, uh, and you know, that that to me, that's huge. You have to have coaches, which, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've coached with – a lot of coaches in, in 10 years. I mean, I've been to different places in my short time coaching, you know, and um, mm-hmm. it, kids, kids really feed off of the way coaches, uh, the way coaches come to work every day. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's a, that's a bad thing. Like you've been in different places. I think nowadays that's way more common. Um, yeah. You know, it's not common for people to be at a place for like 20 years, you know, or right. like you've only coached for one or two people. Um, you know, because when I was a when I was a like position coach, I couldn't become the coordinator at the school because the guy was the coordinator was like a good coach, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like he was going anywhere. Um, you know, so then I became a coordinator and then was trying to work my way up. And um, you know, then you got to support yourself, right? So you're trying to look for jobs like, hey, I can make some more money, I can do this. Then you become a head coach, and you know, sometimes your path there's you know you're a couple different places, but I don't think that's bad. I think it's good having other people's um 
being under other people so you can pick and choose like what you like, what you don't like. Yeah, you can be under the wing of 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 uh, you know a few different head coaches, um, and and see how they operate and, and you know see the differences, the good and the bad from from you know multiple head coaches. I think that it you know it it kind of rounds you in a different way whenever you're able to to be around them like that. You know, no doubt. Um, I think coach, I think the world of coach Beck and coach seals, man, they, when I first got to Riverside in 2015, we scrimmaged Huntington. Uh, were you there in 2015 at Huntington? No, no, I, okay. I, I had just left. Okay. Yeah. We, we scrimmaged them and then they were great to us. And, um, they didn't give us any water. One of the scrimmages though, we had to go find water. It was like this, <laughs> there was like this green water. So I hope coach seals is listening. Uh, uh, I bet coach seals told you that was an accident too, didn't he? Yeah. Little Tennessee <laughs> hick coach seals. No, I'm kidding. That's a complete joke. Um, so talk a little bit about your, um, like your background, like offensively, defensively, you can start wherever you want. We'll just, we'll go from there. Um, well, with, with Coach Beck, um, he ran a, a spread here and, and kind of threw the ball all over the place uh, a couple of years. And then uh, we had a couple of good, uh, really good running backs come through and, and we started to run the ball more out of the spread. Um, and then I went to Huntington and, and uh, they were double wing when I, when I first got there. And they slowly, Coach Castle started doing some more stuff uh, out of spread, um, more uh, zone reads type stuff. And um, so I was kind of influenced by both of those. And then uh, when I took over, this kind of kind of spent years um, from the time I was 18, I guess, until last year, um, spent years just taking notes and, and writing down things that I wanted to do out of different offenses. And uh, so what I what I came out with is uh, I run a spread uh, look, but we're more of a, a run balance team. You know, we, we run the ball. Um, everything hinges on us being able to run the ball successfully. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's not really one way to do that. Um, and then that leads into – you know, the, the talk of the town now of, of the football community, the football world is your RPOs. And uh, we have a few of those. Um, we don't go crazy with it. We have a few of those. Um, and the thing that I try to do with our offense and our coaches, um, we want to m- manipulate and influence like like an outside backer. You know, he's, he's a lot easier to influence him than it is to influence a defensive end, which in, you know, when I first came into the game and we were we were running some zone read type things, everything, everything was based on reading an end. And, you know, the old school, like double dive type stuff, you might read a tackle on an end. Coach, um, double, double dive is the jam. Johnson Central <laughs> ate us alive in the scrimmage. I'm sorry, I, I – I just had no, a rabbit trail there, Coach. No, I've got you. I, I've, I've seen it. I saw it live and in color, and they ran through us like water through a screen door. I've never seen anything like it. But yeah. anyways, it's funny how football, like, it all kind of is circular. Like, they're reading somebody, but it's a D lineman and RPOs. It's just wild. Sorry, Coach, I cut you right. off. No, I got you. Um, yeah, I mean, you read those guys. Those guys are kind of hard to manipulate. Which, mm-hmm. Whereas the linebacker, you can manipulate him. You can – you can run the ball at him, um, 
and then run that same look like here we come running at you again, but then we're going to stop and throw it behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, we try to do a lot of that because like I said, it's harder to, it's a lot easier to influence him than it is to influence a defensive lineman, even, you know, motion, things like that. You know, you, you can influence him, um, especially, you know, uh, and that you get an inexperienced guy out there um, and you, you can see, you, you can pick it up on film. Um, but you don't always have that, you know. Um, it's great when you do. When you're talking like, so this is something going back and forth with in our with our offense, how we do things. How do you get your plays in? Like, are you a signal, wristband, huddle? Like, how do you do it? Signal? Okay. We signal to skill and uh, we signal a number to line. So okay. our offensive linemen, they have wristbands. Um, our skill guys, they all have to learn signals. Um, okay. when, when I started here, that was another thing. You know, these old, a lot of old heads around here, um, they'll tell you, you know, kids, kids cannot uh, learn that many signals. Kids cannot do this. Kids cannot do that. You need to huddle. You need to do that. No, you don't have to do that. You, you know, and that's that kind of um, – Sometimes you have to do things the way that you want to do them and the way that you think uh, is uh, best for your team to be successful. Um, and that's the way that I wanted to do things. And, you know, we, we did have some kids that had some trouble, um, especially with being the first year of it. Um, but, you know, eventually they figured it out. Um, and, you know, either either you can learn the signals or you won't play. I mean – and you know that, that's a big motivator, like you said, the bench is a big motivator. Um, so they learned them. That's awesome. Yeah, we we have a young man on our team who I think with, without his contacts is like legitimately like almost blind. So I've messed with like signals, but we've gone wristband for everybody because like if he's on the opposite side of the field, he can't like see the yeah. signal. Yeah. So I yeah. mean. There's well, all kinds of stuff of like that. that. Yeah. We have some of that. I just kind of uh, told our kids, I'm like, man, you, you know, if you don't see the sign, step back from the line of scrimmage. Don't line up. Step back from yeah. the line of scrimmage. Yell at the quarterback and look at the sideline and put your arms out right. <laughs> as wide as you can put them out. Say, coach, I don't see it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that that's what we kind of had to teach our kids to do. No doubt, coach. So, you're – your RPO spread, how does your defense match with that? So, like, how does that go together uh, with your with your football program? Um, our defense, which, like I mentioned earlier, Coach Garrettson, he played at West Virginia State um, under uh, Coach Pennington um, a few years ago. He, he, he kind of – he does a little bit of everything defensively. Um, and what they had to kind of – conform to this year was, you know, when, when we'd make our game plan, depending on who we were playing, we were going to either try to go really fast or we were going to try to go really slow. Either rather, either way, we're not going to huddle. But, right. you know, when we go really slow, we might line up and uh, I might just, you know, kind of hold my hands out or whoever's signaling the place, hold their hands out right. to our kids to let them know, hey, we're, we're taking a minute here before we signal the play in. Um, but but he you know he does a great job of of uh, film every week and and he kind of um, he runs a four three or a four four um, depending on 
depending on what we're doing, but uh, depending on who we're playing. But but he uh, he changes it up. Uh, he watches a lot of film. It's kind of like a defense of the week type thing, which is a good thing sometimes, and it's a, you know bites you in the butt sometimes. Um, I know that I always hate watching film whenever uh, I'm trying to to plan for a defense, uh, plan against who we're playing, and, and uh, that's what they do. They have like a defense of the week. They they'll be in a five three against somebody, and then the next week they're in a four man front, or they move to a three man front if they're playing somebody that throws the ball a lot. Um, he does a great job getting our kids ready to uh, play in those different looks, though. I mean, I don't think that's bad defense at all because i mean i think you watch college i mean they have like their core concepts right and then you know you can just you just move the checker pieces right you know, like i'm playing with this guy's a d-line this guy's a linebacker well that linebacker can walk up to line of scrimmage you know right. what i mean yeah. so that linebacker can go drop in the secondary um you know, and kids, i mean kids aren't always used to doing those things yeah that's true that's the thing that's why a lot of uh you know a lot of coordinators in west virginia they'll just line up and say here we are um, this is what we do, but, uh, you know, and kids, you know, kids have a lot of trouble, um, learning different packages and things like that, especially defensively. They think that you line up in a certain thing and this is what we run, but, um, that, you know, that's not the case. Like you said, you have your core concepts and then, uh, you know, you move to, to the packages that you need to move to, um, throughout a game. I'm thinking too, like, on your schedule, and I was talking to Coach, our defensive coordinator, about this on a podcast last week. Like, how many different offenses do y'all see during the year? I imagine that's a lot. I imagine you would see like spread, single wing, wing T. Yeah. Like, is that true yeah. for y'all? Yeah, everything in the book. I mean, we see yeah. everything. And that's got that's that makes defense hard at the high school level because in college, like you know, I, you know, we all watch like the you know, the stuff on YouTube or go to clinics when we have clinics. Now their Zooms are even, even better. Um, but like they, they're very specific because they only defend like colleges. Most colleges only defend the spread. Like that's yeah. it. Like they, just, they defend RPO. They defend. Yeah. Like play action, that kind of stuff. But like in high school, I mean, you're still seeing like everything, you know, yeah. like legitimately everything. So you can't yeah. get real specific. Cause like, you're only going to play them for one week. Then, so let's say you play a spread team, you know, I, when I say spread. I mean like at least 11 or 20 personnel. So at least three wide receivers. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just a formation to, in my mind, but then like the next week you could play like Wayne, who's like, you know, they're wing T they're trying to rush for 600 yards. So, I mean, yeah. like that's a, that's a tough deal coach. It is, yeah. It's difficult to to try to prepare every week and, and get your kids used to playing in a different uh, a different look. Um, talk about your special teams. So are you like a a riverboat gambler on special teams, coach? Or are you more like I just want the ball back type guy? Yeah, I just want the ball back. I just want to get through the special teams without a disaster, coach. And that, I've learned that. Uh, very quickly when I came back here and, and I was in charge of the special teams. And now uh, I have a guy, Coach Jeffrey, he's a, he's a young coach, uh, younger than me even, that uh, I brought on here and, and he does special teams and, and he knows he knows how it is too because I kind of look at him like, what are we doing? Like, mm -hmm. what <laughs> what is going on here? 
because it seems like when you're a special teams coach, um, unless it's something that you're really great at or you are one of those riverboat gamblers that's that's phenomenal at it, um, it seems like you're just praying for not for a disaster not to happen. And that's one thing that um, I think I can improve on. You know, practices were shortened, um, canceled, and all kinds of stuff, you know, during COVID this year. So I didn't really get to implement the types of, of practices that, that I really want to have here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a big part of that is time for special teams because mm-hmm. I, I realized how important um, putting that time is in into your practice schedule is um and really that comes from uh coach seals um coach seals uh puts big emphasis on special teams and and i kind of learned that from him and but i didn't really get a chance to implement it this year the way i wanted to yeah i think it's it's interesting you say that i there's a coach a coaching friend of mine i think very highly of and he he's always talking about like, yes, it's great to get yardage on special teams, but I really just want the ball back. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I don't want, I don't want them to score or be in position to score. You know, like, so for us, we spend most of our special teams time on punt and kickoff because they can score on those. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, so we want to pin them deep. We don't want to give up. You don't want a kick blocked, you know, like kick return too. like in high school. I want you, what's your thoughts on this? Like how much of a kickoff return do you scheme up? Like if I know this year was crazy, but like in a yeah. normal year, like do you have scheme kick returns, or are you like we're just running double wedge every time, no matter what? Um, I've done some different things with that. Um, one thing is this, uh, and this comes from uh, Coach Hutch. Coach Hutchison, uh, he coached at Chesapeake for a long time. He's from here in Lincoln County. Okay, um, I think he's that a referee now. Oh. But anyway, um, Coach Hutch. Uh, showed me this uh, type of kick return. It's a great big X. Like everybody's running everywhere across the field. And it's it's hard to teach um, because if everything doesn't go correctly, your kids will run into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll collide with each other. But uh, that's one wrinkle that uh, that we've added to it. Um, some coaches will teach the well. You know how they teach the number system where you have this number uh, yeah. rather than to do a, a wedge. Um, but to be honest with you, I've had the most success with just running the wedge. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> trying I, to get, like you said, just give me the ball back and let's yeah. go. I, I, I guess we like, pe- people just think they can kick it short and try to get the ball on us. Like it's, you know, like we get a lot of like squib, pooch, um, and we got I mean, we're like five three three, so like there's three people back there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. so, maybe we should go like five four two. You know, like hey, let's put another guy up there because we get a lot of balls like to the thirty thirty five. If you find the answers to having successful kick returns, uh, you let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you give me a call, let me know. I'll do what you tell me. Yeah, I mean we have like and I think about like you know. And even like kick off, I think it just all depends on do you have guys that are running hit on kickoff? Like you can scheme that up. And then the years we have, we've been really good. We'll kick it deep, get pin them down there. Years we haven't, um, we squib a lot on kickoff. Yeah. What is your what is your philosophy on on kickoff? 
how we change it depending on how dangerous the guys are returning. Yeah. Um, if, you know, if we feel like we're not very dangerous, um, we'll kick it deep. Um, sometimes we'll, we'll squib it on the ground and sometimes we'll pooch it. Um, just depending on what we see on film. And, and like I said, our, our, our coaching staff does a good job of watching film and, and seeing those things because, um, to be honest with you, I tell those guys that, that work with special teams, you know, what you see there, you let me know and I'll take a look at it. Mm-hmm. But you go ahead and you make the special teams plan and, and let me know what we plan on doing. And you know how it is. There's times in the game where uh, you'll kick one off and, and somebody will take one back or they'll come pretty close to taking one back or they'll get great field position and you'll look at whoever's calling your special teams and say, don't you dare kick the ball to him again. Why are we kicking to that guy? I'll be like, I told you not to kick it deep. And he's like, coach, I told him to kick it on the ground. (laughs) He almost kicked it to the end zone. They just took it to the house. It's funny. We, We usually have like a soccer player. That's our kicker. Yeah. Um, here at Nitro, that's how it's it's been. And um, it's amazing, like, the language you think that you as a coach is speaking is not always the language the kicker interprets. Uh, like, <laughs> we've gotten, like, and we t- we teach them. We, tra- we teach them, like, hey, this is a squib, this is sky. And you'll be like, we need to squib. We'll say, we need to squib this to, like, the, you know, the opposite 30. And all of a sudden, you look up, and he's kicking it deep middle, and you're like, oh, my God. I blame my special teams coach and he's like coach that's not what I told him that's not where I told him to kick the ball oh man it's funny I'm like, well, I mean, figure it out figure it out I mean I can't kick a ball to save my life so like I like I just I just taught the kicker like hey next time let's like you know kick it because you know yeah. I think kick, kickers are like more fragile mentally than probably your other uh your other players um coach punt return are you a wall guy? Are you a man return guy? Like, what's your what's your philosophy on that? We do a wall. Um, okay. We'll wall one side or the other. Um, and again, it's it's you know, with this year with not having the time to to work on those things like I wanted to. Um, hopefully, it's something that we get better at because I don't feel like um, we're very good at, at returning punts. Um, mm-hmm. But Again, it's one of those things that I just kind of pray to get through um, to get us the ball back. That it's not a disaster. Yeah, I'm big on like, man, do not hit the punter. Like, I, unless like, oh, obviously yeah. you're you're down and like you need a block, right? Yeah. But I mean, I, I just I think we all as coaches have scars. Like, there's stuff that's happened in our career previously, <laughs> and we just remember. Like, I remember this was 2011, and we were playing a team, and we had a chance. We were getting off the field, right? We had just stopped, and they were like the old school double wing. And that back then, like nobody in our conference had seen that, so like it was hard. You know, we didn't know how to, people didn't know how to stop it, so we had a good game plan, and we had stopped them. We were down by one score, it was like fourteen seven, and we would have gotten the ball back to go in a half, or to go score. Then it was going to be halftime. We got the ball back after half. Well, we call like punt safe, and my right gunner guy, like that's going after the kick, roughs the kicker. They get the ball back and score. So, like, from then on, I'm just like, don't touch the kicker. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. There's times where I'll tell my kids, like, you know, the special teams coach will be in the huddle or, or be signaling in the play or, or whatever, and, and, and uh, he'll, he'll call whatever special teams play, block or safe or whatever. 
and I'll just look at our kids. I'll be like, do not cross the line of scrimmage. Stop at the line of scrimmage. Do not cross the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Shoot, I'm the same thing with like jumping off sides, you know, if it's fourth and whatever, like, oh man, just stay there. Like, don't move. (laughs) Oh man, that's awesome, coach. Coach, if you wouldn't mind like giving, giving a nugget, like you alluded to earlier, like give a nugget to a young coach looking to get into the profession. What's something they should be willing to do, um, to be a, to be a good coach? Well, I haven't, um, I haven't been doing this probably long enough uh, to give a nugget of my own that anybody's going to believe yet. <laughs> so I'll give you one, and this comes from Coach Harmon at Wayne. Um, I said, Coach, you know, what's the most important thing you can tell me um, going into my first year? And he said, uh, Coach, it's like Sinatra said, have it your way. He said, don't, don't have it anybody else's way. Um, do things the way that you want to do them and the way that you think is best for your program. Um, and, uh, and get a good group of assistants around you, um, that are going to work on things the way that, that, uh, you want them done. And uh, he said, it's not being selfish. He said, that's, that's being a head football coach. He said, you have to do things your way. Man, that is that's awesome. I, I, I have so much respect for Coach Harmon. We played them in a shootout two years ago. My goodness, that was a wild game. I have to send you that one on Huddle. Um, it was like 60-something to 50-something. It was crazy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wing T versus, you know, we were spread. And, uh, yeah, that was a wild. Oh, my gosh, that was a crazy game. But, Coach, thank you for being on, man. I really appreciate your wisdom, and uh, thank you for sharing it with us. Hey, anytime, Coach. I appreciate it. Coach, you're you are a good man, and uh, man, we uh, I know the listeners will will love this podcast. Hey, I hope so. That's what it's about.